0: Bringing you the latest in tax credit news, this is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratic. The legislative challenges have been significant. We very much need the legislation. We got to produce housing. We're still in a very volatile industry. It's a challenging atmosphere for almost anyone. We can't get all these mixed signals and messages. He doesn't have a bipartisan bill, nothing's going to happen. Alternative energy is still very expensive. Hello, I'm Michael Novogradick, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, May 31, 2011. I will start this week's podcast with an update on recent testimony about the New Market Tax Credit given in Congress by CDFI Fund Director Donna Graham Brell. In historic tax credit news, I'll summarize the changes made last week to the National Park Service's procedures procedures that are used for obtaining historic preservation certifications for rehabilitating historic structures. I'll also preview findings of the second annual study on the economic impact of the Federal Historic Tax Credit, a study that will be published tomorrow by the Historic Tax Credit Coalition. In our low-income tax credit discussion, I'll review the contents of the newest LIHTC newsletter that was released last week by the IRS's Grace Robertson. I will also share information about the grantees that were awarded HOPE 6 funding last week by HUD. In Renewable Energy Tax Credit news, I discuss a recently released private letter ruling, a ruling that addresses the question regarding when the cost of structural components are eligible for energy tax credits. So if you're ready, let's get started. In new market tax credit news, last week, CDFI Fund Director Donna Gambrell Testified before the United States Senate Appropriations Subcommittee, the Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government. Director Gambrell testified on the President's fiscal year 2012 budget request for the CDFI fund and its programs. Although it does not fall under the purview of the subcommittee, Director Gambrell said that no overview of the CDFI fund's programs would be complete without discussing the new market tax credit program. As such, she briefly summarized the program and investments to date, including the fact that of the more than $20 billion that NTC investors have invested in low-income urban and rural communities, approximately two-thirds has been invested in communities characterized by severe economic distress. You can read a complete copy of Director Gambrell's prepared remarks online at www.cd5fund.gov. I'd also like to give you a reminder that the round nine, NOAA, is expected soon. At the time of this recording, the New Market Task community is eagerly awaiting the release of the Notice of Allocation Availability, or NOAA, for the ninth New Market Task allocation application round. As soon as the relevant dates for the ninth round are announced, Nova Gratting Company will be sure to spread the word. Now, there are several ways that you can monitor New Market Task news. You can subscribe to our industry alerts this email service is free, and you can subscribe online at www.novocode.com. You can also subscribe to the RSS feed of NNTC Breaking News at www.NewMarketsCredits.com. That's NewMarketsCredits.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash or twitter.com backslash taxcreditnews. We expect that the NOAA and related announcements will be released shortly by the CDFI Fund, so do stay tuned. It might even be happening today. Now, if you want to get a head start on preparing your next New Market Tax Credit application, I invite you to join us at a New Market Tax Credit application workshop that's being presented in Washington, D.C. It's being presented next week on Wednesday, June 8th. The application workshop is one of three workshops that precedes the Novograd and Company's New Market Task Credit Spring Conference. It's a conference being held on Thursday and Friday, June 9th and 10th in Washington, D.C. We have nearly 400 attendees already registered, and that number is growing daily. So I do encourage you to join us. You can register online at wwwnovococom events, or simply call 415 415- Three five six seven nine seven zero. That's 415-356-7970. I do hope to see you there. In historic tax credit news, last week the National Park Service issued a final rule that amends its procedures for obtaining historic preservation certifications for rehabilitating historic structures. As most listeners likely know, individuals and corporations must obtain these certifications to be eligible for historic tax credits. Listeners may also recall that the Park Service accepted public comments on this proposed rule last year. The final rule, published in the May 26th Federal Register, goes into effect on June 27th. The rule makes four changes. First, it removes outdated references to the Internal Revenue Code. Second, it replaces references to regional offices with its Washington Area Services Office. Third, it requires the National Park Service to accept appeals for denial of certain certifications, and fourth, it removes the certification fee schedule from the actual regulation. A copy of the final rule can be found online at www.historictaxcredits.com. And if you have any questions about the changes that have been made by this rule, please call my partner, Tom Bosha in our Cleveland, Ohio office. Second, I want to let you know that tomorrow, on June 1st, the Historic Tax Credit Coalition along with Rutgers University, will release the second installment of their annual study on the economic impact of the Federal Historic Tax Credit. This year's update shows that the Federal Historic Tax Credit continues to outpace other economic activities, such as highway construction, manufacturing, and service sector industries, in its ability to generate jobs, labor income, taxes, and gross domestic product. This is clearly good news for the historic tax credit industry, as it continues to raise the profile of the Historic Tax Credit in Congress and continues to lobby for modernization of the tax credit. The complete report will be released tomorrow and will be available online at a couple of places. You can go to the National Trust Community Investment Corporation's website. That's www.ntcicfunds.com. That's www.ntcicfunds.com. You can also go to the Historic Tax Credit Coalition website at historiccredit.wordpress.com or you can simply go to the Historic Tax Credit Resource Center at www.historictaxcredits.com. You can read a summary of the report that's written by Historic Tax Credit Coalition Chairman John Lee Tetrell in the June installment of his monthly History in the Hill column in the Journal of Tax Credits. This article will also be available starting tomorrow, June 1st, online at www.novaco.com journal. In long income housing tax credit news, we're still monitoring the impending release of the new income limits. At the time of this recording, the 2011 data was expected any day. Nova Gratting Company is already preparing to update its rent and income limit calculator, so it will be available as soon as the new information is released. We're also preparing to present a webinar that will examine new income limits and it will walk viewers through the updates that that we're working on to the Rent and Income Limit Calculator. In addition, important details about the changes from last year to this year will be featured in the July issue of the Novigradic Journal of Tax Credits. In the meantime, if you have any questions about HUD's income limits, you can call my partner, Jim Kroger, in our San Francisco office. Also, be sure you've already registered for our free breaking news emails so that you'll be alerted to the release of the income limits as soon as they are publicly available. Now, turning to IRS guidance, last week, Grace Robertson at the IRS released the 44th issue of the Low Income Housing Credit Newsletter. The Low Income Housing Credit Newsletter provides a forum for networking, sharing information, and communicating technical knowledge and skills guidance and other assistance for developing long Housing tax credit issues. The lead article in the newest edition discusses the updated eighty-eight twenty-three guide, which listeners may recall was released in late March. In addition, issue number forty-four also discusses insight on filing partnership returns for long Housing tax credit partnerships, a discussion about verifying income and assets for the long-term Housing tax credit program, and instructions for state agencies on how to rescind a Form 8823. It also has a number of other topics. Particularly, the notice contains some insights regarding how to prepare for an IRS audit of a long-muzzling tax or property. Specifically, the newsletter contains a list of interview questions that an IRS agent should consider asking an owner of an LIHTC project. So if you're facing an IRS audit, you should be prepared to answer these questions. Furthermore, if you'd like assistance with an IRS audit, please contact the Novigradic office near you or send an email to cpas at novoco.com. Regarding the newsletter, it's important to note that the contents of the newsletter cannot be used or cited as authority, that is, authority for setting or sustaining a technical position. You can find a copy of the LIHC newsletter online at www.taxcredithousing.com. Simply go to the LIHTC menu and click on IRS Guidance, and then select the link to IRS LIHTC newsletters. You'll see all 44-plus newsletters right there on our website. Turning to HUD HOPE 6 grants, last week, HUD announced that eight housing authorities will share nearly $153 million in funding from the HOPE 6 revitalization program. HUD said the selected recipients each developed highly successful revitalization plans plans that will transform a public housing development's physical condition and improve the lives of its residents. The eight grantees were chosen from a pool of 36 applicants. This is a pool of applicants for Fiscal Year 2010 HOPE Six funding. The eight successful grantees are housing authorities located in Boston, Massachusetts, Denver, Colorado, Louisville, Kentucky, Patterson, New Jersey, St. Louis, Missouri, Taunton, Massachusetts, Phoenix, Arizona, and Portland, Oregon. The grants announced last week will be funded through both Fiscal Year 2010 and Fiscal Year 2011 HOPE 6 appropriations. In the same announcement, HUD said it will conduct a competition later this year towards $65 million in implementation grants under the new Choice Neighborhoods program. HUD said this program builds on HOPE 6 by linking housing with vital public services. More details on the HOPE-6 grant recipients are available on HUD's website. Simply go to www.hud.gov. In Renewable Energy Tax Credit news, last week the IRS released Private Letter Ruling 2011-21005. This Private Letter Ruling responds to a taxpayer request regarding whether certain items constituted energy property for purposes of Internal Revenue Code Section 48A3. The private letter ruling redacts details about the item in question, but the letter does include a discussion about the rule under Section 48 that provides that building and structural components thereof do not generally qualify as Section 38 property for purposes of the investment tax credit. However, the ruling also discusses the exception to the structural component rule, an exception that's provided in Revenue Ruling 79-183. That exception concludes, in effect, that a structural component of a building, which is so specifically engineered that it is in essence part of the machinery or equipment with which it functions, does qualify as Section 38 property for purposes of the ITC. Now, Novogratz and Company has posted a copy of their private letter ruling, 2011 21 to the Renewable Energy Tax Credit Resource Center at www.energytaxcredits.com. Now, if you have any questions about the ruling or about the structural component rule as it relates to the investor tax credit, please call my partner, Stephen Tracy, in our San Francisco office. You can also send Stephen an email at stephen.tracy at novoco.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot T-R-A-C-Y at com. Now, as you'll see when you review the ruling, because it's so heavily redacted, it's difficult to take much away from the ruling other than the general discussion. We're in the process of locating and getting a better sense as to what the ruling underlying facts are. And once we get more information about the underlying facts of the ruling, we'll share them on a future podcast. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Please join me again next week for another edition of Tax Credit Tuesday. Next week, I'll be traveling all week. I'll be in Washington, D.C. for our New Market Tax Credit Conference. I do hope to see many of you there at our conference so I will be recording from the road. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.